small businesses, some of them might take a hit and they might not recover. It might just, like you were saying, some of them are shutting down. It, it might be just the end of it for some people. Yeah. And it's, it's a sad reality. It's, it's something that they just, they don't have that safety net like big corporations do that could just absorb like major economic falls like this. It sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's nuts. And then you have companies like Netflix that are just making a killing right now. I know. Netflix, so and Netflix, Netflix, Purell, and Charmin. Yeah. And uh, what's at Quilted Northern? Yeah. They're, uh, they're killing the game right now. It's so funny during like an economic crisis like this. And this all sprouted from a disease. Economic crises can sprout from anything, really. Um, but it's so funny that these companies are just booming right now because they're necessities. Um, it's just so funny how that works. Yeah, it's it's not. It's like everything's so unpredictable in this world. One minute you're riding high and then like nobody could have predicted this virus. Like people thought that this was not going to be a thing. Like they were fighting it until like, I feel like until two, three weeks ago, people still weren't really taking it. People still aren't taking it seriously. Some people, which yeah. is beyond me. But like even back like early to mid-March, like people weren't really taking it seriously. And it's like, if we started earlier, we probably could have been in better shape, but it's not neither here nor there at this point. I'm guilty of it. I mean, once, cause it's so funny. Cause the, the everyday internet that we use, like memes started from it. So people just like take it as a natural joke because it's on the internet and how it's depicted on the internet. And when it started out, I didn't take it seriously because essentially many people are going to, not take it seriously because it's like, oh, it's not happening to me, so why do I have to worry about it? Yeah, I see that. I'll, I'm not going to lie, though. Around, I'd say early, early on, like December, January, I wasn't thinking much of it. I would say February is when I started to be like, yo, what are we going to do about that? Like, I honestly was like, yo, this, this is, like, people are dying in China. Like, I kind of started getting the feeling that, like, it's going to be serious. Like, if we don't do something about it yeah and i started like actually feeling like weird about it like even when i traveled i was like i was really careful yeah i know like the turning point for me that kind of made me take it serious is that i it was a couple weeks ago that one day when it just seemed like everything escalated so quickly like tom hanks got it and a whole bunch of the nba players got it and then um trump made the the travel ban and everything. I was like, okay, this is getting serious. Yeah. When, you, when people's, I, I know people are going to say, oh, celebrities, it's a spoof, whatever Cardi B said, they're getting paid to say they have it, all that nonsense, which makes no sense to me, but I guess we can get to that later. But once you started seeing like, oh, these people that you normally think of as invincible and like, you know what I mean? How we look up to the athletes and people in the public eyes being invincible. It's like, oh, Tom Hanks just casually has it. His wife casually has right. it. Right. And like, there, his wife, I think, was making a joke about it. Like, a, when she was on a, I think she was on Good Morning America and she shook out elbows with the host to like, just like, you know, make a joke, whatever. And then she ended up getting it. And then Rudy Gobert, we, all, we know that whole story where he's literally touching the microphones. Right. And he's like in the locker room, like touching everybody's stuff. Like, completely irresponsible right but that's i gotta say that was kind of funny at the same time it was like he funny. said oh, no, i laugh at it but it was it was incredibly stupid but and then right after that he's just like sorry yeah i know <laughs> like funny. 
what's kind of crazy though is you you hear about all this and then I know for myself I haven't really heard anything since like from those you know those actors and all these athletes that, that have tested positive for it yeah we learned about the fact that they got it initially but I haven't really heard anything since on their progress with it or like I know Tom Cruise is good. His wife is good. I think Idris Elba is good. I, I think he never even really showed symptoms or something mm. random. Like, he never even showed – I think. I got to double-check that. Um, and then we have uh, the actor from you, Mr. Mooney's – I forget his name, but he passed away. Right. Um, Rudy Gobert, he healed up, like, right away. I mean, he's a young – he's an athlete. Like, I think all the athletes have recovered. I know Marcus Smart on the Celtics had it. He recovered. Um, you know, I mean, they're they're in the the best shape and right, and they have like the probably the best care and everything, so like they're gonna be fine. But but no, it's in home. I mean, the UK's prime minister, like Boris Johnson, that's crazy. So it's it's pretty nuts. That's funny. I know. Um, <laughs> I keep seeing things on the media of everything, and people try and people are hoping that Trump gets the virus, which is crazy. Um, like, I don't know why you would wish that on anyone, but, uh, I, I know he's been tested a couple of times for it. Yeah. That's, that's interesting that he doesn't have it yet. It's kind of funny. It's just like, it's almost like his bravado, like just the way that he is, it's like, he, he that's what's stopping him from getting it for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> and he's literally sitting there making jokes about it and like, just doesn't have it. Yeah, and he's not in good shape. Remember when he? I think he when he first got elected, like how bad his diet was. Like they they had to. He was eating cheeseburgers like every day or something like that. <laughs> That's hilarious, right? Like he had like this really horrible diet. I gotta I gotta double check that so make sure I'm not speaking false. But he had like this really garbage diet. Apparently, like he just loves cheeseburgers and like, <laughs> they're like you're you're fucking old. You're the president. You can't be eating this many cheeseburgers so like, let me introduce you to a salad have you ever heard of one yeah of <laughs> yeah a salad and yeah that's funny i know uh gosh if my you know how like people that drink a lot or like latina people they say that their blood is like pure tequila or like something along those lines yeah like with irish people and whiskey with the amount of burritos that i've been introduced to and eaten in Southern California, I should look like a freaking burrito. Yeah, bro, you you've eaten a lot of burritos, but I had to make up for all my time because, dude, the most authentic Mexican food that I had back in Broadheadsville was literally a Taco Bell, which is garbage. (laughs) There's some good there's some good spots around here in uh in Northern PA though in the Lehigh Valley. If you go to Easton, there's a spot called Mesa. They make Mexican food super banging. You just got to find the spots. Yeah. There's, um, it's a little far, but up in, in Massachusetts, in Boston, they have this place called Bar Taco. There's one in Philly too, but okay. they make, um, they make banging Mexican. Dude. Bar Taco. I miss Philly cheesesteaks really, really bad. Yeah. You can't get them like you can here in, in Cali. Yeah. It's so bad. That farmer's market, the one that's, uh, in San Diego, they had, that chick, she was uh, she was from Philly. She said, but I didn't try her cheesesteak, but yeah, I mean, it's just not the same. Yeah, nothing beats an authentic Philly cheesesteak in the heart of Philly, you know. Nah, it it just it hits different. It's like you just you taste that. You take a big bite, and it's just like oof, it's just cheese with yeah, yeah. It's just like 
it's one of those things. You enjoy it when you're there. Right. And that's what I hear about, like, Italian foods, like pasta and, like, you know, pizza and all mm-hmm. that. It's like, I was going to go to Italy this summer. I was supposed to go to Italy. So I was really going to see what that experience was like, eating, like, real pizza and, like, the birthplace in Napoli and getting some real pasta. You know, they don't actually, Italians don't actually put meatballs in their pasta. I believe it. Like, it's like an American thing, I guess. Like, maybe Italian-American. America like, always, just like, fucks that. up something. <laughs> yeah. It just changes it for to be Americanized. Um, yeah. Anyway, we kind of touched on athletes a little bit earlier with the coronavirus. What do you think, like, the status of, you know, the NBA season? And do you think that NFL seasons are going to start on time? Things of that nature. Uh, that's a tough one. NBA, I don't even know. Are they going to just – maybe they'll just cancel the whole season? That's or they thinking. might have to push it. You think they're going to cancel the whole thing and just who at that point though, could they crown a champion or do like go off record and tiebreakers or is that not fair? Like, I feel like are they going to, or maybe what I could see them doing is, you know, how NBA has the all-star break and then after the all-star break, the season gets like serious. Uh-huh. What if they have like a mini playoffs when the regular season would have started in October and they just have like a quick playoff at that point, and then the real season would start after the All-Star break. Uh, I'm, I'm sure they, they could just... do that, but I'm sh- I feel like they wouldn't, and I know, like, they they would probably, especially if they're not planning on having, like, a championship, n- none of the players would want to play, because they wouldn't want to risk, like, getting stupidly hurt when it's, like, essentially not that serious of a season, because most of it's gone already. Um so I, I couldn't really see this season even happening at all this season, really. Wait, what do you mean? So, like, um, kind of like how people in the NFL hold out. So, like, if you're expecting a new contract, like, uh, let's see, uh, who recently? Like, and Zeke did it for a little bit, and Le'Veon Bell did it. Like, they don't want to risk hurting mm-hmm. their bodies and their careers, especially when, like, if you've already held out for half the season, I mean, this is a whole league now. It's essentially like a holdout. I don't think that they would have a championship with how many games have been missed already. And then if the players aren't really playing for any like high stakes, if that makes sense. Oh, well, I see what you're saying, but I, I mean, it depends. If they say like, this is like the playoffs, like this is, we're going to have the playoffs like in like a, like, they shorten it or something. I think at that point, they'd probably play. But then, I know what you mean. It's kind of like, it's not the same if you do it, like, that way. Yeah, I so feel like the like, boohoo players, I mean, I would be on board for not playing the season because, like, the stakes are, people in history, like, if someone were to win the championship this year on a short season, people, like, on other teams in history would be like, oh, like, that was such bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because it's like, you didn't like finish. What if like you had a lower seed, but like you would have made the playoffs, or right? Something? But at that point, though, it's like they didn't do it on purpose. It was the corona, so it's like you can't even. You just gotta get them to have it. Maybe they'll figure something out. NFL, I think they will probably start their season. Yeah, but I don't know if they'll be able to have like OT well, um training camp and and like mini camps and all that like right. stuff. Like, so I don't know how to players are going to be able to get, like, rapport with each other mm-hmm. unless they just meet up somewhere and, like, 
social distance practice that just, <laughs> like keep six feet and just like work on reps i don't know that's funny i don't know i don't know how they're gonna do it yeah um and i think it's kind of crazy too because we have the draft coming up and i know like scouting is such a big part of like picking a draft pick that you think especially in the first second round like those high first uh or those high first picks that each team gets um that's just going to be completely different because if you're spending your high picks on a player, you want to meet with them. You want to have like personal time with them. You want to see them do all their special workouts that, you know, correlate and really emphasize these football skills in the NFL. And um, you're, you just don't really have that now. Like I'm pretty sure the coaches and GMs and everything are going to be sitting at home individually, probably like, on the phone with one another trying to get their picks in. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's going to be nuts. And I saw there was some backlash because I guess initially Roger Goodell wasn't going to cancel the NFL draft or at first, and then people were, like, freaking out. He was going to cancel it or wasn't? He wasn't. He wasn't going to cancel it. Uh, so, but I don't know. But it's, it's crazy because, like – yeah, you're not going to be able to get to meet to people. I mean, you saw Brady's press conference. He got introduced to the team, like, remotely. Right. That's crazy. You know? And I know. But, um, shout out to all the people that are graduating this semester. It's been a long time coming, and I'm so sorry that you do not get a proper graduation. That absolutely sucks. That is rough. High school or college, that's tough. That's really tough. You worked hard. Like, it's kind of like the one day, you know. So, yeah, it's kind of sad. I I know my cousin was supposed to graduate. He lives – my cousin, the one that's in uh, Cali, he's supposed to graduate. Um, honestly, I think both of my cousins are supposed to graduate this year. Dang. So, I don't even know how that's going to go. I was going to come there in June, and I don't know how that's going to go. It's probably going to be on, like, Zoom or something. Yeah, that's crazy. At least, uh, at least Mo Money and I get to graduate in December. Yeah, so you know, hopefully we miss all this. Mess, yeah, graduating late and actually was to your benefit. Yeah, but uh, not to my pockets' benefit. <laughs> not to my pockets, but student loans. Yeah, yep. but yeah, but back to the previous point. Um, before we wrap up about sports, and you were talking about how things are canceled. We were, it's like that's what I was saying. It's like everything that got halted this quick from something like this, like these billion dollar industries that like everyone like loves, these players that we revere and that we look up to and that we cheer on and 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 on that just idolize and all this and just like it's canceled that easy. Yeah, like, just boom. at the snap of a finger, a drop of a hat, like that, just like that. It's crazy. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's we'll see how it goes. Yeah, but I mean, all we can do now is you know take care of ourselves. Um, just really be cautious about what we do, who we interact with, and um, let this whole thing just blow over, take its natural progression, and um, yeah, just be safe. Really, that's the way to do it. But anyway. Uh-huh. Um, it was good talking to you, man. Uh, 
let's get this thing uploaded and let's get people listening into us and uh, hopefully they like what we have to say. Yeah, let's do it. It was a pleasure. Hey. Next time. All right. Till next time. All right. Later, bro. Cheers. Hey, what's going on? Yo, what's good? All right. So this is the start of our first podcast. This is Skylar and Amadou here. And, um, what are we gonna What are we gonna do today, Amadou? We could talk about the coronavirus. We could talk about a lot of different things. All right, let's uh, let's just go with what everyone has been living the past couple of weeks about the coronavirus. So let's just get started with that. All right. So uh, why don't you tell me how things are in SoCal? SoCal, um, man, it's weird. It's like a zombie apocalypse. Uh, Essentially, everything's closed down as far as the beaches, hiking trails. Um, people have to wear masks out here. Um, there's designated hours for people to go to the grocery store, things of that nature. It's it's a weird vibe over here. How's everything back in Pennsylvania? It's getting pretty nuts because we're right next to New York. Uh, I don't think the borders are closed because there's a whole bunch of people just flooding in from New York and New Jersey. So, like, eastern Pennsylvania is literally becoming, like, a epicenter of the whole thing. It's pretty wild. Like, I the other day, or grog, too, and my New York plate. Oh, wow. They just show like, cool. So, yeah, yeah that's pretty crazy. Pretty nuts down here. Just trying to stay sane on the we don't have to deal with this stuff too much longer, but um, in the meantime, some things that you've been doing to uh, try and get past all this boredom. Well, I'm getting catch up on reading. Um, I've been making music again. I made four or five beats today. Reading, music, trying to stay in shape, going for walks, catching up on sleep. That's That's good. Yeah, how about yourself? You need that. So for for anyone that doesn't know Amadou, this man travels a lot. He works really hard, and uh, he could definitely use the extra sleep. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, bro, I after Brazil. I, I'm supposed to leave Brazil. I left three days earlier because of that business trip. To So I paid 300 bucks to change my flight from Brazil so I could come home, have a day of rest, and then, like, pack for another so it's been nice catching up on sleep for sure yeah and it's kind of sad though i know this time you were actually supposed to be out here in socal but um obviously this whole pandemic kind of messed that up but um we'll we'll have you out here soon enough so it's yeah i'll be back we'll catch up we'll uh start start getting things done more so um What's been your biggest takeaway so far from the whole coronavirus? Biggest takeaway? Uh, there's so much. Like, there's, there's so many different things that like to discuss about it, to tackle about it. So like, uh, maybe just give me like just a few of the things that like stand out to you. Oh, 100%. So um, the biggest takeaway for me is the fact that I kind of took life for granted. I think that we could all easily say that to some degree that we took life for granted. Oh, for um, sure. Things have just been out of routine for everyone now. So people that are wearing gloves, people that are wearing masks, people that 
just want to go outside and maybe, you know, when this wasn't going on, they didn't take a, a nice day to their advantage and go outside and now they're regretting it. I know I've been one of those people. Um, I'm always just busy and I kind of push away my fun, you know, personal life. But um, once this is all over, I think I'm definitely going to appreciate it a little bit more. No, yeah, absolutely. Can you still hear me, by the way? Looks like the, I'm getting reconnected here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, I was disconnecting me there for a second. Um, but no, I, I told people just take for granted having a nice day and going to the mall and walking around. And it's because much, like we complain about everything. We like, right, we don't appreciate it. But the moment something, just lose our mind over it like for example you driven to work or you you had to get something just everything had to align for you to get something done like i don't know you get to the grocery store before it closes or you go to the mall and they have the shirt or clothing that you wanted or just there's no traffic on your way to work or the fact that like you're not sick and stuff and, we, and when everything's going right we don't understand like how lucky and blessed we are that everything's going right. But the moment something doesn't fall in our favor, we're so quick to say, Oh, my luck is the worst. I have the shittiest luck or this, like nothing ever goes my way. So-and-so like, you know what I mean? But then you got to realize like majority of the time, everything is going your way, especially if you live in America and you have somewhat of a decent income and you're healthy. It's like every day is just a blessing when you think about it, regardless of, being rich or whatever 100 percent. i mean you look at people that are in other countries that are dealing with this pandemic right now and i know damn well they're in a worse situation than we are so we are even blessed to have you know this generally like speaking we have enough medical supplies um maybe not readily on hand but um for example the toilet paper hand sanitizer masks those have been kind of hard to get for the everyday consumer but um i know like at work they're providing us with stuff and really you know if we're staying inside like we're supposed to we we shouldn't even need that as long as we're staying inside and not really you know getting out and interacting with a whole bunch of other people and spreading the risk to you know catch the virus but um yeah it's just been it's been really crazy and you can't really point fingers. Um, you just got to roll. I mean, you can, it. but it doesn't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's crazy that you mentioned uh, the toilet paper. Cause I was, I was just thinking about, I went the first day after the pandemic got crazy and I went to the grocery store and like, it was, it was wiped clean, bro. Like there was nothing. Like I was like, Oh, let me get some chicken. Oh, there's no chicken. I was like, all right, all right fuck it. Let me just get some Turkey. No Turkey. I was like, all right. <laughs> I'll, let me get me let me get me a steak no steak like the whole meat section just cleaned out and i was like all right let me go over here see what they have here and like everything was just cleaned out like i went to the bread section and there was like the, the three worst kind of like breads that you i mean i don't know if are you a sourdough fan you like sourdough you're in cali. i like sourdough. sourdough i hate sourdough i know it's a cali thing because it started in what san fran i think i think that that's what originated. Not sure, so something like that that's pretty cool but, that you know yeah random fact right and they just had they had like the worst bread like the the stuff that like nobody wants to buy and i thought it was funny because it's like we're so picky usually like oh i'm not gonna eat this like i don't like this kind of bread i don't like this kind of and it's just like when it comes down to it if you have to survive you can't really be picky right gotta just 
eat what you can. It's like a, it's like a good lesson. And then on the whole toilet paper thing, man, like what's your take on that? Dude, it's, it's so funny because I was super just in disbelief when I saw that there's not toilet paper or things of that nature, because I th- I thought it was just a lack of education on the virus. And yeah, we're still learning things every single day with the virus and like what safety precautions to take and things like that. But it's not like people are getting diarrhea. Like it made me wonder, are people even using toilet paper before this whole thing? Yeah, that's like, all right, there's a couple things. So you pointed out the lack of intervention for the virus. That that's my thing. It's like, why are you hoarding toilet paper? Did it did this start as like a joke, like a meme or like what did it, did it start with like an internet joke? Like I don't know what spawned it, but like, why are you hoarding toilet paper? Like that that to me it just didn't make sense. It's like, as human beings, that's that's like where we're at. Like we're hoarding toilet paper. Like nobody yeah. said that this is gonna be like a uh, what's the part of your uh, endocrine system, whatever that mm-hmm. like controls like your pooping and all that whatever like nobody said that it was like a disease that like was re- anything related to like your stomach or your bowel movements or anything and people right. were just hoarding till you saw that fight where they were fighting the, the one the, the lady and her daughter the old lady uh i think it was in australia so it was it was a lady and her daughter they had like five like 24 packs in their cart and then this like chick this like other lady had like one and they like fought her and they pulled it in into their cart and they, and oh, they yeah. were like uh, and then they, and then they were the ones that were like, it's not fair. Like, what? it's not, you have five. That lady's <laughs> trying to get one 24-pack. Honestly, yeah. bro, I haven't even bought toilet paper since the whole, the last time I bought toilet paper was probably like a month and a half ago, two months ago. No, I haven't bought toilet paper, I don't think, for two months. Because it lasts for a long time. Yeah. Like, That's I think crazy. it's been two months. I bought like a like one of those like decent packs and I, we, I don't think we've gone through it yet it's like why do you need five big packs of of 24 rolls in one pack like you then that you saw that lady in texas she like had a cart full of those things like she had like six or seven there was like it was filled to the brim like her cart like it was like a mountain and she was just walking out smiling like yeah, what is so wrong with you funny is like a consumer that um just different consumer behaviors some people are kind of like um survival of the fittest like oh i'm gonna get all this toilet paper and other people like just looking on the outside in and seeing that person that has like 12 packs and this you know all these other 12 people could at least get one pack but it's just interesting how like people get greedy and stuff during these times dude human beings are so quick to just like like when you look at it bro we are just nothing like, like, think about all the advancements and stuff that we've made in, like, life. Like, we built these massive buildings. We fly in these metal traps in the air. We have cars. We have these iPhones. We have, like, GPS. You could send someone to your location. We have all this crazy stuff. And then, like, as soon as, like, one thing starts to, like, hit us, everything just crumbles. Mm-hmm. Like, people start hoarding. People are fighting. People are buying guns. Like, I'm telling you, did you see in Italy how, like, uh, in the poorer parts of Italy, like, some of the citizens are starting to, like, revolt because they're, like, they don't have money for food. So they, I think some, a couple people broke into grocery stores and they're just, like, like, the government's not helping them. And it's just, like, imagine that happened in America. Like, 
people would be coming to our houses with guns, robbing us for resources. Like, oh, it, it doesn't take much for like human beings to just become completely primal, like resort to violence and all this stuff just for survival. It's crazy. One hundred percent. I would say that for the most part, humans are naturally selfish. So that's you know that's where that stems from. Um, but yeah, I've seen businesses that have already shut down here in you know San Diego. And they're boarding up their shops and everything because if it keeps going how it is, then people are going to be hoarding stores and breaking into, you know, all these businesses. And, you know, these big businesses are still up and running, but these these little ones don't really stand a chance. They don't. And when you think about it, like I know down in San Diego, like Pacific Beach and like that whole area, it's like the whole thing is it's really like part of it is like the restaurants, the bars and like the breweries and all that stuff. So it must be tough. Like thinking about a bars and restaurants being closed this long, like the ones that can't do DoorDash and have food like delivered, mm-hmm. you know, like the ones that are just like, that heavily depend on people going out, buying drinks, having a good time, all that stuff. Like it right. must be rough. Like they're definitely taking a big hit. I know I've had a couple clients come in uh, for, for everyone that doesn't know, I do work at a bank, but um. I've had a couple of clients come in and they're small business owners and I've talked to a couple of them and they said that they're straight up shutting down because they can't afford it. Um, so hopefully I know in the next couple of days, there's going to be a business loan package that's going out to hopefully help those smaller businesses out um, and stay open. But um, yeah, it's hard. Cause I mean, there's not as much of traffic coming in. So there's no one sitting down in the small restaurants. It's just to go only and, even then, I mean, you're losing out on so much traffic and so much of what pays your bills. Yeah, it's crazy. And and small businesses are so, so important to our economy. It's that they're so vital. Mm-hmm. And then, and, you know, it's tough for some people. Like, I mean, I know the big, even the big companies are suffering. Like you look at the airlines, they're suffering too, but you know, they'll be back on their feet as soon as this dies down, you know? Right. But those 